a good girl Loves her mama Loves Jesus In America too She's a good girl She's crazy about Elvis Loves horses And her boyfriend too It's a long day Living in Reseda There's a freeway Running through the yard And I'm a bad boy Cause I don't even miss her I'm a bad boy For breaking her heart of a good vibes your way man yeah in critical in critical condition right now yeah uh, we uh woke up in the morning and everybody was saying that he passed and now it seems that he hasn't quite passed so good on him yeah he won't back down he will not back down <laughs> you can stand him up at the gates of hell he ain't gonna he back, won't down. back down yeah it's, uh, it's a, one of the greatest american songwriters Ever, ever. It's that's it's hard to top Tom Petty. Yeah, I'd say uh, it's a huge loss. Yeah, hopefully he comes out all right. And um, do you yeah. know? Do you know what's going on with him? Uh, last I read, whenever I found out that he, or according to the LAPD, they can't confirm that he's passed away. So, um, last I heard. I guess his daughter posted something on Instagram that said uh, that he's not dead, that he's just in critical condition. And, uh, yeah, that's as far as I know right now. So I, I well, guess he's still alive and kicking, Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. That would be, uh, it's a, rough spot be to a be in. brutal loss. Yeah. I grew up, me and my sisters, my mom, we had this – or my mother had this Emerson like tape deck and stereo system and everything. And me and my sisters, we had this Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers Greatest Hits album. And we wore that tape out listening to that thing. As you should. Yeah. yeah. It was so to say that my family grew up with Tom Petty is a bit of an understatement for sure. So, I mean that like all of those songs on that, on that tape, which is, you know, all of his great hits, which is crazy when you think about all the songs that he's done. Oh, yeah. I mean... Tons. Uh, we were just looking yeah. at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, we on, were, the, on, on the anthology that I have. Like, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just insane. Yeah, insane. it's... Um, yeah, it's nuts. And, I mean, if you go through, like, a greatest hits album or an anthology like that, it's like every song is gold. There might be one or two on there where you're like, man, eh, I don't really like that one that much, but it's like they had to add this in yeah, to like round yeah. out the number or whatever. Well, and a lot of the weird stuff that uh, wasn't as popular by him, I think was, you know, kind of in the 
in that weird time in music, like the late eighties, early nineties, where yeah, nothing was really that no, great. No yeah. one really knew what was going on. I mean, rap was becoming its own thing, you know, yeah. with gangster rap and everything. But yeah. rock music was kind of in this weird purgatory in between hair metal and grunge and yeah he he was putting out that weird stuff like uh don't come around here no more and yeah like all that weird kind of psychedelic stuff he was doing yeah and the early 90s yeah that's when like green day started coming out yeah blink 182 was fucking early 90s really yeah like their first album was 94 i think oh wow i didn't know that yeah that was but that was back when they were just like a angry aggressive punk band they weren't like all poppy yet so yeah yeah. but yeah yeah hearts hearts and feelings with you tom petty and you know yes we had a very tragic event and in vegas and yeah hearts and minds to those people too yeah uh, that's pretty uh, crazy and, and and i should say this is a very impromptu podcast we don't have a guest yeah billy and i just decided we need to sit and talk about this yeah Uh, it's crazy stuff uh so yeah if this is not the normal uh normal tone of the regular fable broadcast no it's you know it's deserving that you know uh we kind of pay tribute to those people absolutely because, you know, as music lovers, we can relate to wanting to go to a show like yeah. that and expecting to have a good time. And in, I mean, they, they don't even know what his motives were. What the, I, mm. I forget his name, but yeah, I don't even remember it either. You know, it it just blows my mind that that people get to that that someone could get to that point to where they're like. I think it's time, you know, yeah. for me to go and I'm going to take as many people out. Yeah, all these strangers need to go too. Like why would you do that? Like Exactly. Like uh, you know, I've dealt with suicide a lot. And I understand being suicidal, but that's usually like a very personal thing. Like you don't, you know, people who are suicidal or people that actually pull it off uh you usually don't know. It's usually they keep it a total secret. They don't tell anybody about it. Yeah. And you sure as hell don't go out and, you know, for lack of a better term, a blaze of glory like that, you know, yeah. like taking yeah. a bunch of people out with you. No. It's more of a private thing and you're just like, you know, I can't do this anymore. And it's that kind of thing. It's not usually like, well, I can't do this anymore and I'm not going to let any of these innocent people do this anymore either. It's right. Like, I, don't, I've never, I don't understand that logic. What but, I'm, you know. That's part of the mental illness thing, I think. So I think so too. You know, I, but I wonder if leading up to this point, there were warning signs, that, like there were red flags, because I mean, people have bad days. People have real shitty days. Yeah, yeah. you know, real, real shitty days. Man, we it happens to everybody. Some worse than others. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes we bring that shit on our, on ourselves, but. You know, I I mean, I wonder if like just one person asking, "Hey, man, are you okay?" Right. Do you need someone to talk to? Yeah. Like, yeah, sit they down were and have a beer with me. Like, right. what's on yeah. your mind? They were interviewing, or they interviewed some news network interviewed his brother. And his brother was shocked. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. yeah. Totally shocked. 
yeah he was like my brother i mean you know he wasn't you know he never seemed crazy he was a huge gambler but yeah a lot of people in vegas are huge gamblers like that's not a abnormal thing at and he all he didn't even it, live in vegas he lived like 80 miles out of vegas yeah it was, yeah it was in a town called mesquite i think actually I, I was reading that earlier and i was like is he from, is that mesquite texas but i think it's mesquite nevada somewhere so yeah uh, it just it just goes to show you know like we all have problems we all have issues we're all fucking in this thing together man this, yeah. this shit storm we call life mm-hmm. you know some of our shit we bring on ourselves but just don't be assholes to each other yeah because you, to do that you got to be driven to that point yeah you, you really do yeah, you now snap. exactly now yeah. th- there is mental illness involved but like killers like that aren't just born right like you're not th- th- something drives you to that point you don't come out of the womb thinking i think i'm one day i'm gonna kill people yeah you know it's it's a it's a progression however slow or fast i don't know i'm not a psychologist but yeah what i do know is i know people and we are not inherently evil like that right we're yeah. capable of evil mm-hmm but yeah. we're not inherently like that. No, we're I really totally not. agree. I, ca- I can't believe that people are inherently evil, really. I mean, you have like psychopaths and sociopaths and stuff, but they aren't inherently evil. They just, they lack empathy and lack, you know, the normal so- social uh, construct that we would yeah. say, you know, like when, you know, if you, you, meet, you meet another man, you shake his hand or if, uh, you know, just, that's a bad example, but you know, basic stuff like that where right. social interactions, you know, sociopaths don't understand them and they don't acknowledge them. And they're like, I don't, you know, I don't understand why I need to do this, like to meet you. Like, you know, why do we have to touch hands? You know, that kind of thing. Or, yeah. And then you have the psychopaths where just, you know, they see, they could, you know, they, one of, one of the telltale signs of psycho, uh, psychopath, psychopathy in, in youth is, uh, like mutilating animals and hurting animals and stuff. Right. Like, you know, it takes a different kind of person to do something to a defenseless animal and feel no remorse whatsoever. Like that's usually when they discover a kid's been doing that. It's almost nine times out of 10 that he, that he's classified a psychopath for the rest of his life, which I mean, he probably should be. I mean, you know, if you could do something to a defenseless animal, what's to say you can't do something to, like a defenseless person, you know, like an old it, woman or it's a, a, it's a progression. Yeah. It starts with pulling the legs off of grasshoppers. Then, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, well this isn't so bad. Cutting yeah. tail, pulling tails off of mice. Yeah. You know, yeah. Strapping black cats to a cat. To cats. And, yeah. You know, smashing frogs with a hammer and so on. And so like, it's a, it's, it's gotta be a progress. It's gotta be a progression. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it is, you know, the, the normal human being, like, you know, say, you know, like, attaching a black cat to a cat most horrific thing ever most people would just be like i could never do that to a cat but you got this psychopath that's like it wasn't so bad you know it wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be you know i just put the firecracker on him and the cat freaked out it wasn't that big a deal it's like yeah "Yeah, it is kind of a big deal dude like (laughs) like you you, defenses yeah yeah the cat didn't know what the hell was going on like you can't you know you can't do that but that's just a lot of times that's just lost on them. Uh, I read a really interesting book called The Psychopath Test by John Ronson. And, you know, he's kind of like a 
gonzo style investigative reporter so he's he's like if you took uh hunter s thompson and crossed with him with woody allen and then made him british yeah so he's kind of like um you know he does the gonzo thing like hunter s thompson does where he kind of infiltrates what he's doing the journalism on and like he gets in there and he lives with them and stuff but he's really neurotic like woody allen uh and he's british but so his psychopath uh, psychopath test book um i mean all of his books are like multiple stories so like each book will have nine or ten people different people that he goes and hangs out with and and gets to know and one of the guys was this guy in um in england and he got in this bar fight and whenever he's in court they were going to charge him with something really horrible because i guess he he like broke a bottle over the guy's head or something like that so they were going to charge him with assault with a deadly weapon but when he was in court he pleaded insanity and he tried to act crazy and he knew he was doing this like yeah. he, you know it was it was a plan playing it out to get out of it yeah so they they the his plea of insanity worked but instead of putting him in prison they put him in like a mental institution or a mental hospital in England and now he can't get out because you know he faked getting in yeah but you can't really fake getting out and the more he's in there the more they realize no, you actually do have something wrong with you. You attack yeah. some guy with a broken bottle. Like most people don't do that. Right. I mean, most people, if they get in a fight, you know, it's gonna stick to hands and feet, maybe a headbutt or something. You know, maybe a bite in extreme cases. But like, as soon as you get a weapon involved and it hasn't already escalated to the weapon level, like, um, you know, you've you've crossed this barrier where you know. Uh, you're out for blood. yeah you're out yeah like you're, you're not you're not just trying to stop you're not defending yourself anymore you're trying to maim no. somebody so yeah the whole story is just him just being in locked in this mental this institution time, yeah. yeah and he he can't get out and he's tried to convince all the doctors and nurses that he's not insane but he keeps saying that he's like you know but that's the first thing a crazy person says to a doctor is i'm not crazy so he's like so that he you know he's like i i'm in this i'm stuck in this weird feedback loop where it's you know as soon as i i try to behave and i think it's going to get me out and then i have to do this test and they're like well you know you had this one incident and then it makes him freak out and then they're like oh see you're still yeah, yeah. so he's like i don't know i think he might uh i can't remember i read the book a long time ago but uh i think he's still in there <laughs> like i don't wow. think he could get out yeah wow <laughs> John Rosen was saying like all the patients wear, you know, the typical mental institution outfit, like the scrubs and the flip flops or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he said, whenever he went to go interview this guy, he walked out in like a three piece suit and John Rosen automatically was just kind of like, well, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, uh, cause he, oh. another thing in this book is there's this checklist and it's like, I think it's 30 things on the checklist and it's like the psychopath checklist. That's why the book's called the psychopath test. And like, uh, as he was interviewing this guy, he was just checking things off the list. He's just like, Jesus, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. He's like blaming stuff on other people when it's your fault, you know, stuff like that. That's all yeah. kind of, uh, personality disorders and psychopathy and stuff. So, wow. Yeah. It's an interesting book. 
if y'all haven't read it. All the John Ronson's books are great, but I'll have to pick it up. Yeah. I'm just the the whole thing of Vegas, I'm just I I'm, I'm just taken aback by it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean you sure shit don't go to a festival expecting to have to take cover. That sucks. Yeah. I mean I you know, I just I just got back from that Irish festival and that is the most unimaginable thing that could ever happen at a place like that. I mean, it's the same kind of thing though. I mean that that easily could happen just as just as easy easily as it did in Las Vegas, you know. Yeah. I mean I mean somebody could have just came in angry and freaked out and people are vulnerable at those things because they're there to have a good time they're Mm -hmm. you know they want to have a couple drinks they want to listen to some good music they're some of the of some of their favorite bands yeah and that was the end of like a huge festival yeah you know so i just i don't i don't get it i don't know if you know i mean just like there's always help out there there's always help out there and it, it's hard to, it's hard to reach people and say that, it's, especially when they're like that. I guess depressed. Yeah. You know, or that down. I should say. I don't know exactly. You know, emotionally where that guy's state was. Yeah. It just. I, mean, I I don't know, dude. Just maybe he just needed a hug. Yeah. Maybe he just needed a fucking hug. Yeah. And someone to look at his face, and be like, "Hey, man, it's gonna be okay." Yeah. Yeah, don't freak out. Like it gets better, you know. Yeah, this it's too shall pass. It's, yeah, it's Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate that there's really no way to you know, yeah. figure out what was going on in his head. Cause that could, you know, if there was if there was some way that you know, we could figure out what you know, obviously like there's probably not one single reason, but if there's some way that we could figure out how to, you know, study the people who commit mass shootings, you know, most of the time they end up dying in the shooting. But if there's a way to study that and figure out, at least try to narrow down, you know, a reason why this keeps happening in this country because well, it's a it's people, an epidemic in this country. People for sure. are people are depressed. People are mm-hmm. angry. People are hurt. Yeah. Like they're, they're hurting in uh, misery loves company. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's unfortunately it's natural for us to lash, lash out at each other and the, the people directly close to us. If we don't have people directly close to us, we lash out at whoever we come in contact with, Yeah, you know, and it's really, really hard to, to curb that. It really is. Just think about like on a, a small scale when you're hungry and tired. Yeah. You know, people get cranky oh, for yeah. no fucking reason. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I mean, this dude was obviously not just hungry and tired, but yeah. and there's a lot more going on. But I I I don't know. I just I just I I, I can't fathom having I mean, we all think about doing crazy shit cuz we all have bad days, you know? Sometimes you want to yeah. punch your boss in the face. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're like, "Fuck it, I'm going to rage quit and burn this place down." Yeah. Believe me, I've been there. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You know? But once a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at least. But yeah, I Yeah, but you know, like I think that's what separates the you know, the the majority of us from 
the people who do suffer from these kind of mental illnesses is, you know, like they get pushed. We so don't far. punch our bosses in the face. Yeah, they just they get pushed so far that yeah. they're they're just like fuck it. Yeah, you know, fuck. I I really think that that's what happened because this dude, like, I mean, one citation is what I read. Mm-hmm. You know, I, he had a ton of guns, but you know, yeah. it's America. Everybody's got right. guns. Yeah, you know, there there's and there's still like it. The politicians are about to go nuts on this. About yeah. to go nuts on this. Hillary Clinton's already been like, "Well, imagine if he had a silencer. This is the time for us all to stand up and push back against the NRA and this, that, and the other." Yeah. You know what, bitch? Shut the yeah, fuck sit up. Sit down. You Shut lost. the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one. No one wants to hear from you right now. Well, and you just, know, I mean, even the, if you have a valid fucking point, shut the fuck up and have some respect. Yeah, I mean, let us let us all mourn and you know. You know, pay pay tribute or homage to the people who lost their lives, and before you start turning it into a stupid fucking political issue, that's the that's the that's the wrong fucking argument to have right now. Yeah, yeah. What's, the, what, yeah the, what's the, the gun right, control argument? What's right? the right argument is investigate why these things keep happening. Investigate yeah. how do we prevent this, and investigate the mental health of America. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like how we don't have anywhere to keep those people. Other than jails, yeah, uh, I don't that, remember it, what president it was. I think it was Jimmy Carter, maybe, but one of them, uh, maybe Ford. I think it was in the seventies, but they shut down every mental institution in the country because it was, uh, you know, I, I might be wrong on this, but I, it was, I, I think it was because one or two were doing really incredibly horrible shit to people like shock therapy or something awful like that that yeah. was not working so you know the uh you know the what you would call the moral majority i guess would just shut it down and said you know we can't do this to these sick people anymore and it's like okay well you didn't offer a better solution yeah you just shut the doors and threw them out in their scrubs like yeah what are we going to do with these people oh well we'll just kind of let them walk the streets talking to themselves and then hopefully a police officer picks them up and puts them in a cell for a few yeah. months, you know, yeah, it's like, it's that, I mean, that's the creating about problems. like our prison system too. It's, you know, it's made up of a lot of mentally ill people that could be getting treatment somewhere, but instead they're just in a cell rotting and getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. I think they give some of those guys, like guys that are really bad off, like super, super highly schizophrenic people. I think they give them medication and stuff, but, um, but still, I mean, you know, it's not like, not like in England where you have a hospital that you go to if right. instead of jail, like right. it, it's probably a lot like jail. You, you can't leave. You probably have visiting hours. Uh, you, you know, you have a certain amount of time outside or something, but while you're in between all those times, you're getting treatment and they're trying to help you and they're giving you medication that might help and they're, or they're going through medications and seeing which one works best for you. You know, they're, you're in there trying to make yourself better and well, yeah. we don't really have that in this country. We just have jail. Yeah. You're just crazy. You go to jail. It's like. It's, and it's, there's a like a crazy alarming lack of sympathy for that too. Like it's just like, well, if they're fucking crazy. Then just let them rot in jail. And it's like, well, no. I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. He's just people. He's too. just freaking people out on the street. That's yeah. all he's doing. You know, there are people too. Yeah, 
He's what, talking to himself. People are scared to like help other people. Mm-hmm. They really are. They they really are. And th- this happened to me the other night, and it it really kind of hit me hard when I when I heard this today because. So I worked Western days here in Louisville. It was a very long day, you yeah. know, uh, and I didn't get done till you know one one thirty in the morning. So I was like, "Fuck it, I need a beer." So I yeah. went to the bar, sitting at the bar by myself. You know, I, I, I'm just sitting in the corner enjoying my beer, not really talking to anybody. This guy, this guy in a cowboy hat, he's got his colors on, just grungy biker dude. He just he walks between me and like this pillar. And we kind of made eye contact, and me being me, I can't just do that and not say hi. So I say, "What's up, man?" Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, not a whole lot. How you doing?" I was like, "I'm doing, I'm doing all right. It's been a long day. How are you?" He goes, "I'm fucking horrible." Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry for asking. He goes, "Nah, man, you're all right." It's like you, you okay? He goes, "My fucking dad died today." Oh, brutal. And I said, "My condolences, man." You know. Um, do you have a good life? And he he got maybe two words out and then choked up. Like there there was a lot there. And I, yeah. I mean, just fucking. What do you do in that situation? You hug him. That's right. what you do in that fucking situation. You hug that dude. Yeah. And I, I I just hugged that guy as tight as I fucking could, man. And and he stepped back and he just looked at me all crazy. I, was, I said, man, it's gonna be okay. You're yeah. still here. It's gonna be okay. And um someone else came up and like hey what's up and he said he was like oh my dad died and that person just kind of like looked at him and stepped back you know what he might not be the prettiest individual right he might he dude's down in the dumps you know he he might not even fucking bathe every day but he's still a goddamn human right you know and and dude needs help right now Mm -hmm. right now more than ever dude needs fucking help and and he, at that point in time, they're like, are you okay? And he's like, no, I'm not okay. I just need to get out of my head. I just need, I need to go do a bunch of cocaine. I need, I need to fucking get out of here. I need to go, you know, I'm going to get a bottle of fucking whiskey and some cocaine and I'll, I'll see you, you know, and I should have stopped him. I yeah. should have sat him fucking down, but I didn't. Yeah. I, I fucking, you know, I failed at that point in time. Yeah. I fucking failed. Yeah. I, I and it hit me kind of hard because then I started think today I was thinking, what if that was his last draw? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? What if yeah. he went and got fucked up and then killed? You know, went for a drive to, yeah. clear, to clear his head or whatever, and then killed some people or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I I didn't see him after that, man. And if if you fucking hear this, I don't even know your name, dude, but like, reach out, man. Yeah. Like seriously, like I'll you come over, I'll sit and fucking listen. Yeah. You know, that's, I think when it comes to like mass shootings and people being angry and lashing out, like, I think that's what we need as a society, as people to listen to each other. It's like you said about the crazy people. They're just wandering the fucking streets and, you know, just freaking people out. Just talk to them. Yeah. Just talk to them. Yeah. That's all you have to do. It's just, it freaks you out because it's not normal. Because That's you don't know a, yeah. what's going on. Exactly. It's the only reason you, know? you get that freaks you out. Like any, any kind of homeless person or anything like that, if you get freaked out about them, it's just because you're not used to that situation that they're in. And maybe they're making it a little bit too real for you, you know, or doing something like that. But I mean, like in, in your case, like like the biker, biker guy, you know, like a lot of those guys are, 
they're kind of, you know, they're kind of known to be loners. Yeah. So it probably took a little bit of effort for that guy to even tell you what happened. And, you know, yeah. you were probably, you might've been the first person that night that asked him that day if he was all right, you know? Yeah. He might've been just riding around on his bike by himself, you know? And, you know, a lot of those bikers, they don't, they dress to where they're not very approachable either, you know? So it's true. It's like a lot of those. They're, they're fucking people too, though, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I mean, at that point, like I did, I fucking choked, man. I should have sat him down. At least just sat him down and said, hey, drink a beer with me. Let's talk about your dad. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all the things you wouldn't. When death happens like that, suddenly we, we always think about the regrets and the time we missed. Yeah. And that's how we spiral into depression. We beat ourselves up. Yeah. I was thinking about this today, too. Should I ever find myself in this situation again? I'm going to say, hey. What did you like about your dad? Tell me a good time that you had about your dad. Yeah. Remember the good stuff. Yeah. Everyone knows, you know, we're all pieces of shit in one way or another. Yeah. We are. But we're all good people, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, there's yeah. a lot of good things about each of us. And, and Well, th- I mean, if his dad was a horrible person, he wouldn't be he feeling wouldn't that be crying like that. Yeah, exactly. He wouldn't have said anything about it. Yeah, you know, yeah, it wouldn't have bothered there, him really. Yeah. There was something there. Yeah, and dude needed to sit and talk to somebody, man. And I, I just, I feel like I failed at that point in time. Dude needed me. Didn't even. I mean, so what if he? I don't know him, but you know, I mean, he's reaching out. You're right. I could have been the first person he actually tried to reach out to and talk to. Yeah. That whole day, I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what his day was like. He might have found out 20 minutes before then. Yeah. You know, and. I, I I don't know. I didn't see a drink in his hand at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he just said, you know, I I need to get out of my head. I got to get fucked up. It's like, dude, just let's just yeah. talk, man. Yeah. Like let's let's take this in stride. Yeah. And unfortunately, sometimes getting fucked up to forget things doesn't really work out too well. It never does. Yeah. You never forget. You're just like. You just putting satiate. a blanket over it. Yeah. Exactly. You just satiate the uh, the uh, the feelings for that point in time. You always have to deal with that shit. Yeah. Always. Like you you cannot drink your problems away. Well, you, especially with alcohol too. You wake up the next morning and you physically feel like shit, and then you put that on top of you already mentally feeling like shit. It's like now everything feels like shit. It's, it you know it's before worse. it was just my head and my thoughts. Now it's. Now Everything. I can't hold food down, you know? Yeah. Especially if you go out and on a crazy bender, you know, to try to forget something. Like, you're going to wake up and be hurting in the morning. It's it's really interesting what bars have become. Mm-hmm. You know, because in my mind, they're supposed to be social atmospheres so people can eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah. And that happens to a certain degree, but... I mean, maybe I'm just in bars too much because of work. I don't, yeah. I don't know. But there's always a lot of drama going on. There's always people trying to drown their sorrows. You know? Yeah. And may, maybe that's always been there too, you know. And I, I'm just, you know, an well, idealist yeah. dreamer. It's just how you, uh, it's people medicating themselves legally, you know. Yeah. No, that's exactly Cheaper. what it is, you know. It's just, and I'm not trying to put my 
So it's my ego trying to put myself uh, like in, in there or whatever because this dude yeah. is having problems and I'm like, well, I fucking failed. Yeah, you know. Like, yeah. It, no, but yeah, I mean, I've I understand. Like, I've it's yeah, I've I've had some really somber conversations with people before, and like during the conversation, you're just kind of like, oh my god, like this person's a lot more. Uh, off kilter than I initially thought when this yeah. conversation started. Oh, I have too, man. And yeah, and once, once you reach that point, like you, you gotta let them finish whatever they're gonna say. You yeah. have to, you have to, you know. And it, it just, I don't know, man. I, I was talking with one of our guys at the warehouse today, and it's like, you know, if if someone close to this guy in Vegas just would have listened mm-hmm. or you know called him up one day said hey what are you doing let's go get a, a bite to eat let's just go have lunch yeah. and asked how are you yeah you know you don't even have to say anything just let someone talk to you like, like talk to each like everybody listening like fucking talk to each other mm-hmm. you know it's hard to open up and it's hard to fucking listen to people but just fucking do it. Again, yeah. we're all, we're all in this together. Yeah. You know? And yeah. uh, uh, and I'm going to say this to everybody listening, like if if you need someone to talk to, like email us. Yeah. Like we don't have to record it. Right. I'll talk to you. I'll give you a phone call. I don't fucking care. Yeah. You know, it Yeah. I'd I'd much rather take 5 to 30 minutes talking to someone than see read something horrible on the news yeah yeah you know or or think of all the things that could have been could have been solved by or avoided i should say by someone just brightening someone's day Mm -hmm. you know how much if we just decide to quit being assholes to each other like as a race not just a society as the american society but as a race yeah like how much domestic violence would go down, how much theft would go down, how, how much, yeah. you know, like... Road rage. Exactly. Yeah. That's one of the easiest things. Like, everybody listening, I I, I really... I just do one good thing a day. Yeah. One good thing a day. Let that person in on the freeway, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, let them out or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Hold to, the door open for somebody. Exactly. Yeah. The right. easiest thing to fucking do. Right, exactly. Smile at someone. Mm-hmm. that's all you have to do yeah. and you'd be surprised man i used to work out with this girl sarah and i i i i love people i love putting smiles on people's faces so every time i'd see her you know i'd say hi we'd bs a little bit you know we'd joke around and then uh i, I met her through uh the gym and then you know we'd all work out she was a beast she ended up becoming a trainer and she was in the army like yeah. it was awesome and after about a year of this, you know, I, I would just see her and talk to her at the gym. Uh, she came to one of the parties and one of the Halloween parties and was just like, I want you to know you saved my life. Wow. What? Were you choking or something? Yeah. She's like, no, I was suicidal. And I mean, you just brightened my day. Like it, all you did was talk to me. Yeah. And you saved my life. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. fucking deep, man. Mm-hmm. That's fucking heavy as shit. It like it it's it's insane. It, like, yeah. but it just goes to show, just be good to people. Yeah, that is a, a lot of depressed people. That's a, 
a lot of their problems is that they feel like they can't talk to anybody because they'll be judged or they'll be uh, looked down upon because they can't handle their shit themselves. But that's the thing. Like, none of us can handle right, that shit. Right, exactly. We all have the same fucking problems, the mm-hmm. same feelings, I should say, we that, that stem from a bunch of different problems. We yeah. all get depressed. We all get happy and sad. You know, we all have loss in our lives. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, death is a big part of life and, and dealing with that and having these emotions that come out of losing you know, whatever person that is, we all have to deal with it. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's never easy. It's never easy. You know, sometimes it's easier, but it's just, it's never easy. No. You know, the first thing I could think of when, when this guy was like, my dad died today, it was my grandfather. You know, I, I got really close to my grandfather and was devastated, you know, when he died. Right. Uh, So, I mean, I just, I, because of that, I hug people. Yeah. Every every fucking time they're like, I lost someone today. I just give them a big old, big old bear hug. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that sucks about, so one of the things that sucks sometimes about, you know, being alive is having to deal with death. You know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's hard, man. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking hard. You know, uh, I think it does make you stronger, though, having to deal with that and, you know, having to find your way out of it and, you know, yeah. become a stronger person at the end of it. I think it, you know, I, I in my own personal experience, it's made me a stronger, better person just having to deal with that horrible, horrible stuff, you know, like it's made me, uh, you know, it it puts things into perspective too it you know like what what i'm going through or what i go through um isn't is not really that big a deal compared to a lot of people you know i mean you know when i get down in the dumps it's usually just you know i don't want to go to work or you know uh well my day off was didn't seem very long you know it just or you know just stupid silly petty stuff like that and i think you know uh, I think a lot of times with, you know, with people with mental illness too, like it's those little petty things that they can't get rid of and they can't get over, which is, you know, like, you know, what you or me, I would think, you know, we would, that's the first thing we try to do is like, a, we're, you know, this is fucking me up. So I need to get over this, you know, any way possible, whether it be hanging out with friends or, having a couple of beers with some people or yeah. talking with somebody I'm really close to and, you know, freaking crying, you know, um, anything like that, you know, it's, um, I think that, that, um, you know, every, everybody mourns in different ways. So, yeah. um, but I, I think going through that makes you, you know, it's like tempering, tempering steel or, you know, when you, uh, you stick like the end of a wooden spear in a fire and you make it stronger just by burning it. Yeah. yeah. Same kind of thing. You know, it's like go putting your freaking hand in the fire, going through that and then coming out of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think you're a way better person. You're way stronger for sure. I, and when the next time it happens, you're more prepared to deal with it. Yeah. It was, doesn't, it doesn't floor you as much, you know? Yeah. You've, 
you've given yourself the tools to cope and and deal and yeah. move forward through that. Well, and you can also help other people move through things exactly. because you have experienced that before. That was yeah. a big thing, you know, about 10 years ago when my roommate passed, you know, all my friends that were, you know, we moved from Mississippi and then we got here to Dallas and then we, we lived here for about a year and a half and then he passed away and I had already dealt with that when I was younger, but a lot of my friends that you know, had become his friend also had never had to deal with anything like that. So, you know, in that moment where I was, I was more directly involved this time than I was the first time this happened to me, but I had to find the strength to help all these other people get through it too, because they were all deal dealing with it the first time. Like I had to, when I was younger Yeah, and the way I got over it the first time, um, immediately helped me the second time it happened. But then I also had to be a little, you know, extra strong to help the people who didn't know how to deal with this get through it. Because, you know, especially with the suicide thing, it's, it's brutal. Like there's so many unanswered questions and, you know, it's always this whole, like, you know, I was talking to him yesterday and he seemed fine, you know? And it's like, yeah, I mean, he might've been fine yesterday. You never know. I mean, it, it's back to that thing where it's like just finally you snap sometimes. And yeah, the, you know, I, I don't think personally that that anything could get me personally to the level of snapping. But at the same time, knowing people who have snapped and knowing them very personally, I'm like, well, <laughs> uh, maybe there is something down the line that's just going to be just make me just snap. But I, I sincerely don't think it will ever happen. But who knows? In you know, a, maybe it's just uh, it's a perfect storm of shit swirling around you. And this happens. Then this happens. Then this happens. And then to top it all off, this really horrible thing happens. And you're like my the world's falling around, falling apart around me. Like I don't know what else to fucking do, you know. But I don't know. I mean, like I've always thought in those situations, it's always been a, it's always day to day for me. It's day to day. You know, it's like I'll wake up in the morning sometimes, and I'll be really down to the dumps, and it's hard as shit to pull yourself out of that rut. But you wake up the next day, and you're not like that anymore. For the most part, you know, yeah. unless you have like a serious depression issue, then you, it might go on for weeks or whatever. But I'm not, I don't have depression. Uh, you know, I get depressed like everybody else, but I also wake up certain days and I'm just like, this is going to be a fucking great day. Like yeah. it feels amazing outside. There's not yeah. a cloud in the sky. I, I got eight hours of sleep. You know, it's, uh, to me, it's day to day. And I, yeah, I could even break that down almost hour to hour even within the days you know it's it's day-to-day for me too i i i agree a lot of it has to do with you know how and when i went to bed and you know how and when i wake up because like if i i i the first thing that i do in the mornings is i come downstairs and i i make myself a, a water bottle with 
cayenne and lemon. I'm out of yeah. lime, but I used to put lime in there too. And yeah. that helps me start my day. It gets my body going, right? And, yeah, I bet the you know, cayenne wakes you up. It does. It, it kickstarts you. I don't put a whole lot in yeah. there, so like I don't really taste it. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, f- I feel a little bit of heat in the back of my throat, but whatever. Yeah. And uh, there's that. And another, another great way that I start my day, and you know, I, I do this for me and Lucius, is like I'll wake up, you know, uh, and then I'll, I'll go in there. I'll kind of uh, rustle around in his room and get uh, clothes together you know, and diapers and everything. And then I'll pick him up and take him in my room. I'll lay him in my bed and the kid, he's never like all the way awake. Yeah. So I'll kind of poke at him and pick on him a little bit. Just make him laugh Yeah. yeah. to start out his day. Great. Yeah. Because if I can, if I can wake him up and he's laughing, like I know he's going to have a great day at daycare or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, it sucks too. It's kind of a, kind of a double-edged sword because you wake him up and you know he's laughing we're having a good time getting ready and yeah. then i gotta go drop him yeah, off yeah, to someone yeah, else he's, he's, he's like <laughs> yeah i thought we were having a good time yeah dude, you were poking me kind of a dick yeah <laughs> yeah but yet i i was thinking in speaking of lucius i was thinking of um uh you know, the guy I met, I, I, I didn't even catch his name. I saw him at the bar and that whole interaction that I had. And then this whole thing in Vegas. And I got really down in the dumps today. And yeah. uh, when picked Lucius up from daycare, we got home. And, uh, you know, we're, we were kind of playing. I was doing laundry. And he picked out his, uh, uh, he's got a DC pop-up book. And it's got Batman and Wonder Woman and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, I finished hanging up the laundry and... You know, and I sat down, and uh, he got to uh, he got to Superman, and he mm-hmm. goes, "That's Daddy." Nice. <laughs> you know, and and it's extremely extremely touching. Yeah. You know? uh, Especially after a brutal day. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and it, again, it's the little things. It's mm-hmm. it's the little things like that. You know, I, I mean, it. Superman's got blue eyes. He could have been right. like, my dad's got blue eyes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like it, Superman's got, you know, dark hair. My dad has dark hair. Yeah. All right. You know, my dad looks like a giant. Superman looks pretty fucking swole right now. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I mean, it could have been that a kid, you know, I mean, it's, it's really interesting becoming someone's hero. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I can imagine. And, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, but the, the point is like, it's it's the little things mm-hmm. you know and again to to anybody who's listening like two things if you need someone to talk to like and you've got no one i'm here like yeah. i e- email us mm-hmm. i'll i'll give you a fucking call yeah you know both of us have been through some shit we can yeah and we're good listeners so yeah and you know do something good for somebody yeah a stranger. Yeah. That's, I'll be honest, that's hard for me. It's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more of an introvert, I think, than an extrovert. So just interaction in general with strangers is, is tricky for me. That's what makes my job so difficult. But, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, like, I, I challenge, I try to challenge myself. I know it's hard for me. 
Yeah. And it's just because of my own, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's because of how I see myself and how I view other people. Yeah. That's why I can't really, you know, I'm not the best at interacting in social situations like that, but you know, I, I, I just try to challenge myself. Like every day at work is a challenge for me trying to, you know, uh, I mean, one one thing I tried doing whenever I started comedy was my my goal at work was to try to make every every customer I have laugh in some way, whether it be about what we're talking about or whether you know I take them on a slight tangent, yeah, um, and maybe see, tell them a relevant story or something like that. That's that's doing uh, that's a good D. Yeah, make it, I, I feel like it laugh. is. Yeah. It, it brightens someone's day because you know what. If if they were having a shitty day up to that point, and maybe they were about to go, they're like, "Well, I need to make myself feel good, so I need to go spend money," yeah. which isn't a great coping mechanism, right? But they could have come in and talked to you, and that could have helped out more than them buying whatever. Yeah, it exactly. Was, I mean, know? they could have a shitty day at work, and then they go into the store after yeah. they get off and play, you know, play a little guitar for an hour, and then come and shoot the shit with me and I make them crack up and yeah, they go home and they're in a much better mood than they left work in, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I, tr- I try to make it to where, you know, it, um, you know, yeah, that's, that's just my main goal is to try to make everybody, every, at least everybody laugh. That's, e- e- whether they're buying something or not. Yeah. Whether I'm in a horrible mood or not. That's like, hard. That's, that's the hard really part. hard. Like, because that happens to me a lot. So yeah. I, I'll just, you know, and it's nothing that happens at work, and it's nothing that even necessarily happens before work. It's just, you know, I, I uh, shit. I mean, I'm guilty of this all the time. I look at like today, social media was exploding with yeah Tom Petty dying and or maybe dying and the Vegas thing and all this stuff and it's like when you scroll through Facebook today like it's hard not to be gloomy and be kind of upset with the way things are are you know or the way things happen today and uh, you know I let that kind of stuff fester for a little bit you know usually uh, I get over that kind of stuff pretty quick but like um that kind of thing, you know, when I read that sort of stuff, it puts me down in the dumps, even though I'm not talking to anybody, even though I'm not like, um, you know, even necessarily posting anything about it. I'm not necessarily getting involved in it, but just observing that and just being like, wow, that's horrible. Wow. My God, that's horrible. Oh my God, that's horrible. Before I know it, it my head is like, yeah, I don't really want to talk to anybody right now. I'm kind of in this weird, horrible, like morning thing, you know, like, like, uh, you know, I'm trying to deal with, you know, one of my favorite songwriters dying and then f- 40 or 50 people dying in Vegas and another hundreds of them getting wounded. I mean, like, that's brutal. That's a brutal day on social media. Oh, yeah. And that doesn't happen very often. But Jesus, when it does, it's like yeah. you don't even want to go on there. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I will say that, like, there's maybe, you know, kudos to a lot of people who are my friends on social media but um uh, you know i do end up seeing a lot of really crazy positive stuff you know like saying you know our thoughts and prayers or whatever yeah. or with these people and um 
you know, I friends with a lot of musicians, so you yeah. know, when the Tom Petty thing came out, everybody was just like, "Holy crap!" And everybody's posting like songs and stuff. So it's cool, but it's also like, you know, especially with the Tom Petty thing, you know, like, um, that I mean, he like he meant a lot to me and my family, just us growing up and us listening to his music and um and you know i everybody says i'm a his doppelganger so it fucking really hurt man like that that one's fucking really hurt me like i hate it but um hopefully he is okay you know hopefully this is all just hearsay and um i mean he, he definitely had a heart attack but hopefully he's all right but yeah, that one sucks. That one sucks a lot. But yeah, so like every time I got on social media, I'd listen to like a Tom Petty song. And it's like, yeah, I love all those songs, but today, those are fucking depressing ass songs. Our radio, our intercom radio over in the store yeah. was playing like Tom Petty all day. I was like, yeah, I love these songs, but dear God, they, like, let's just change it. Yeah, I know. Just today, like, I can't listen to it. these right now. Like, you know, I'm trying not to cry at work. Yeah. Because I hear a song, I'm like, oh, I haven't heard this song in forever. What's I it, love this song. And then you're like, oh, God. It's equivalent to like losing the household pet, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Like that the, the you've grown attached to. I mean, mm-hmm. even, you know, I, I, I don't know, or a family member. Tom Pet is a, a family member to you guys. Yeah, you know? kind of. Yeah. Like he, I mean, he like, really is. yeah, we, I mean, we grew up listening you know, to his music, like almost religiously. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it was brutal. I mean, I, I, I actually found out from my little sister, Katie, she posted something and was just like, no, no, no. And I was like, there's no way that could be true. And then I looked it up and then, then the torrent comes in, you know, like yeah. you see the first few posts and you're like, wait a second. What, what is this? The onion? Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. And then, and then the torrent happens, you know, when all the media sites, you know, catch wind of it, they, it just, it gets, you know, thrown out there. So, yeah. So let's, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah. Um, short and short um, and sweet. Yeah. Somber. Uh, but guys, it's seriously let's let's spread a little joy yes you know uh if you can't do it to strangers do it to people close to you yeah uh, get go out give someone a hug everybody needs a hug um and just just love one another yeah you know i know at at, at the end of these things you know i always say i love you fuckers mm-hmm. and i'm not just saying that because i'm drunk because i love i I love all you guys. Yeah. Um, we've got nothing but love for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I don't know any other way to, to express it. Yeah. Know? I mean, I, I, I mean, I would say definitely just reiterate, re- reiterate what you said. Just, you know, if you, if you need somebody to talk to, you know, there's, uh, there's people everywhere. There's professionals and even sometimes, you could get the best advice and the best, you know, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, Guidance. Comfort, you know, yeah. uh, 
from somebody who's not a professional, from somebody that just knows you really well, you yeah. know, like somebody who knows what you're thinking without even really having to ask, you know, a lot yeah. of times those people can peg it and, you know, are, are you all right? And it's like, well, yeah, I'm okay. It's like, well, I know you better than you think I do and yeah. you're not okay. I could tell you're not okay. It's like, if you're ever in that situation, let your heart out. Let the person, I promise you'll feel better when, when it's all over. You know, it, that's the yeah. biggest thing with, you know, that, that's why psychology and psychiatry works is because a lot of it is just sitting and getting stuff off your chest. Mm -hmm. That's why playing the drums is such a great release is because mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's, it it's aggressive and you're getting emotion and anger or whatever off your chest. So, I mean, it, it, you don't have to pay for a professional help, you know, I mean, unless well, I say that if you're truly in need, you should probably get professional help. But at the same time, there are people all around you who are more than willing to help and friends, friends, family, family exactly. Yeah. So reach out, reach if, out. If they, if reach out to the people close to you who love you dearly, um, if they can't help you, they'll help you find help. Right, and we, we really and don't be it. intimidated by it either. I mean, we you know, all feel the same shit. Yeah, we all do. Mm -hmm. You know, different sources, but we all have the same emotions. We're 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 not alone. Right, we're, we're all in this together. Well, and don't be don't don't be scared that people are going to judge you based on your weaknesses too, because you know, like you said, we all have weaknesses and. You know and honestly, I'm, if you go to somebody who knows you really, really well and you come and, and you go up to them and you're like, I really need to talk to you. I'm really going through some shit. And I don't know who to talk to and I don't even know what to say and I don't know what I'm doing. If you go up to a, somebody who really cares about you with that type of tone or that type of attitude, you're going to get some help. You're going to yeah. have an open ear. You're going to have a shoulder to cry on or whatever you need, you know, like... You know, there's plenty of people out there you could talk to. It's, you know, yeah. letting it stew inside of you and building up to a boil and then doing something heinous like yeah. killing 50 people at a fucking music festival is probably the worst way you can handle it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. But, yeah, I mean, definitely our thoughts are with the people in Las Vegas for sure. Everybody affected by it. Very brutal. Oh. And hopefully this country could get this, this epidemic figured out because I think we're up to 360, 380 something mass shootings just this year. It, it, it starts with the individuals. We, yep. we, we've got to, got to, got to just reach out to each other. And I think that's something... That humanity has lost yep. as, as we've gone through the years. So, yeah. So, we're going to go ahead and sign this one off, guys. Sign off. So, we love you. Love you guys. Bye.